there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Off and running here on a Thursday. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Always good to have you on board. Coming up over the next three hours of today's program, Richard Skinner covers the Bengals in Cincinnati. He'll be on the show in one hour. We'll talk to him about the Bengals and the Chiefs at that time. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports, later on in the show. We'll talk NFL awards with him and his thoughts on Mahomes and the injury. And then Thursday regulars, Mike Pritchard, former player, current VSIN host, his thoughts on the game, and Paul Charging with player props to close up shop back end of today's show. So, Paulie, let me see if I have this uh, figured out with the Bengals and the Chiefs, because now we know of at least two books that touched Bengals minus three. Stations here in town did for a couple of minutes, and they got resistance and immediate buyback on the Chiefs at that point the other day. Same thing from Caesars Palace. They wanted to test the waters by going and seeing what that threshold was like. They put it at three, bam, instantly took bets on the Chiefs. And then we talked about this yesterday to begin the show. There was a betting service who gave out Chiefs plus two and a half on Tuesday. So the reason why it got to where it was, Bengals minus two and a half and then briefly minus three, that's all taking Bengals money. The thought was Mahomes wasn't going to play. Well, then people who got ahead of that, betting the Chiefs plus two and a half, they were convinced it was going to be the other way around, that Mahomes would play. And now it's sitting at around a pick Some spots actually have KC favored here on a Thursday morning. South Point in Las Vegas has KC minus one. Points bet has KC minus a half a point. There are some shops, globally speaking, that has uh, KC favored as well. This number is only going to continue to go up, yeah? Because the, the closer we get to kickoff of this game, the more news is going to come out about Mahomes, and it's probably only, only going to be positive, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the video that I saw yesterday, what's the takeaway? There was nothing really there that showed that, hey, he's going to be fine on the ankle. 
It's just now that he's going to play, and the more that he talks, the more that Reed talks, the more video you see, people go, oh, this is going to be fine, and they'll probably get closer to a three-point favorite around kickoff. Yeah, well, there was internet conjecture that he uh, could barely walk uh, early in the week, and then I was surprised he met with the media, and then you have the light jog, and then the stretching exercises. So, yeah, you're going to find out right away on the first drive and when the Bengals uh, send everybody at him as well. But he, he looked pretty good there. But then again, it's a whole different animal come Sunday. But you, the thinking is, as he's, I haven't, I haven't left the facility other than this go home and sleep, that he's getting round-the-clock work on it, and it's only going to get better before we uh, kick off on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably tied to also there's a, there was an outside chance he wasn't going to play why the number kept going up. There's no doubt. And why it touched three. So now we know he's going to play, and uh, it certainly was encouraging. But then again, is it uh, the percentage-wise about – I thought that was a very good discussion yesterday too and breakdown that we had. Uh, about you know why at that time why on a Tuesday why give out two and a half with the release show, and and where was the number going and what does he mean and what what the number was if he's a healthy and mm-hmm. what they made it here at Circa but now it's a guessing game on to what he actually is seventy percent sixty percent I don't know sure and that video that we just played and the the video that made the rounds on social media yesterday the a lot of that was just him running forward right or jogging forward. What Michael Lombardi told us on Monday is the forward stuff is going to be there. That's going to be okay. It's the lateral movement from Mahomes that's going to be very questionable. And an injury like this, um, that's going to impact that more than anything else. So him from, you know, when he drops back to pass, moving from left to right rather than forward and backwards, that's going to limit him. And we, we broke down yesterday what this guy is like on the run. He's the best quarterback yep. in football when he scrambles. Yep. The yards that he produced throughout the entire year. All of the numbers, uh, next-gen stats, they've been all over this. And it tells you just, and, and we all know this with the, the eyeball test as well, but the numbers really break it down for you. So again, I, I think that right now, if you want to bet the Chiefs, you got you to keep betting them. Because I think this number, it's not going to go back the other way, right? No, I agree with that. Right? I mean, yeah. there's, there's no way it goes yeah. back to the Bengals favored by two, two and a half. It, yeah. it can only go one way. If it moves from where it is right now, it's only going to go in favor of the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, maybe he doesn't... Uh... How much does he need the mobility, though, too? I guess if they're going to... But if you're going shotgun and everything's a quick pass, like the Bengals were supposed to do with their game plan because you were down three offensive linemen, mm-hmm. if everything's quick and hit Kelsey and hit Schuster uh, right away and, and I'm going to go shotgun and then use the rushing attack out of the shotgun, maybe it's not that big of a deal. I don't know, but that's uh, it's an unknown. i got to see what happens. It's a perfect opportunity for in-play betting because you'll know right away how compromised Yeah, I, here would be my uh, tip for the game. Make sure you have your accounts loaded, fully loaded, on Sunday, because this has the potential to be maybe an all-time in-play wagering spot. Because if he goes out there and it looks like there's nothing wrong with him whatsoever, um, okay, you know what to do. But if he is, uh, you know, gingerly jogging, you know, to the huddle and back, or maybe having some trouble, then unleash hell the other way as well. That you know, both possibilities are going to be out there. Here's mm-hmm. Mahomes talking to the media about what he has done since last Sunday. To do some extra testing just to make sure everything was good, uh, not after the game, and then get a few things done uh, to help the treatment kind of start off. And then the next few days has just kind of been, I mean, all day thing where you're just doing either treatment or rehab or watching film. And uh, I, I had to take Brittany to a few places with me so I can be around the kids a little bit. But uh, it's a full day thing where you're trying to make sure that you're obviously prepared for the Bengals and the great football team uh, mentally and physically. I can't wait to find out how the Bengals have been uh, preparing for this now, right? Because their defensive yeah. coordinator 
is oh, Lou's good. Yeah, he, he's as good as it gets right now. Yeah, I mean well, his stock couldn't get any higher than what it is. Well, uh, Taylor's saying the right things too. We're not going to believe one one report coming out of there. Of course either. not. No, that, that, that's the right way to go at it. Mm-hmm. And even you even should game plan for Henny too. You no. have to think of everything if you're uh, Cincinnati. I believe in what uh, Sal Palantonio told us on Tuesday. He th- and he said if you go back and watch the Bills game right away, they brought heat on Allen immediately in that game. And he felt like uh, the Bengals are going to do the same exact thing, and it mm-hmm. makes too much sense, right? Yeah. You need to test. Well, different directions. To, yeah. 100%. You yeah. need to bring heat yeah. from the corners, um, linebackers, anybody that you can, and you need to put him um, up against right. it right away in the game to find out exactly where he's at. Well, I, I'm the other way, too, with Kansas City. How important is Chris Jones in this game? I mean, with, with these offensive linemen banged up? For sure. And now this Kansas City, pretty good pass rush. I mean, that guy can wreak havoc. You know, and, and ruin things for Burrow. So while Buffalo was horrendous defensively, and, and Cincinnati did whatever they wanted, and the, the, the breakdowns and blowing them off the line of scrimmage, total domination, as Mixon was, was gashing them on the ground too. I mean, how do they run the ball against Kansas City? Do they attempt to run the ball? Remember, these have been high-scoring games. Um, but I want to see if uh, they can put pressure on Burrow too. Uh, but the other thing is, like, going back to the line, I think he could be, like I said Monday, my God, while the games have been close, Mahomes hasn't been able to beat this kid 100%. What's going to happen yeah. now, even though if he's at 60 or 50%? Sure. And, I mean, if you that's that's why the live play stuff is going to be so good. I mean, that's a great point, Paulie. The guy's the best quarterback in football, and he's 0-3 against the Bengals. Now, the games have been coin flips for the most part, but you have lost every single timeout. And uh, if you've been 100% in those games and still no bueno, um, I just... I, it's one of the reasons why I've liked this Bengals team for many, many weeks now. But that yeah. storyline you just brought up can't go away. That's not going to vanish, or shouldn't, just because they were okay against the Bills. That offensive line for the Bengals could be an issue against the Chiefs. Yeah, it was, should have been Sunday. That's why it was so disappointing. It's like, come on, guys. And whether or not how much they were helped by the snow, who knows. Mm-hmm. But you would think now with this, uh, here we go again with another guy talking about, I don't. it's not going to be loud in the other stadium. What are you doing? Right? I mean, it, what, what Debo said about Philly. I but can't believe that's, that's I know, but it's going to be, you know, a lot it's going to be an arrowhead. So that's, you expect false starts and, and expect that to be a problem too. And maybe they can put heat on Burrow. Yeah. But then, but Debo, Debo comes out about, well, it can't be louder than it is in San Francisco. Oh, come on. Why would you even, what are you doing? No. I can't believe it, it, it's, it's, yeah. By the way, we, we have been mocking that home field in Santa Clara since the stadium was built. Remember how, it was not even a home field edge for that team for a long time because they didn't care. Uh, they were priced out of it. The true fans, they had to give up their season tickets. They couldn't afford them right. anymore, some people right. anyway. And then I think what Debo meant is, actually, when the Niners play road games, like when the Niners play in L.A. against the Rams, it's super loud, loud for the 49ers. The fan base yeah. takes over and when like they the play out, out here, here in Las Vegas. But this is a different You said it earlier in the week. No Philly fans selling their tickets. Can we get an over-under I mean, on how many 49ers jerseys will be spotted inside the stadium on Sunday? You're taking your life if you're in your hands if you do that. You're going to get pelted with debris and spit on. If I put that number at 19.5 jerseys, yeah. Niners jerseys inside the stadium, what do you yeah. want to do with that? Yeah. You know, you know, does Mark Rosen follow you on Twitter? Mark Rosen uh, has been a longtime TV and radio personality in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. After the Vikings with Case Keenum went there, under, uh, under for the limit, by the way. After Mark Rosen, after the Vikings lost that game with Keenum, he retweeted all these videos of how Vikings fans were treated by Philadelphia fans. Oh, that's right. They're throwing stuff at him the whole game. Yeah. 
before and after. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter if it were older people either. You're going to get accosted if you're wearing 49er gear at, at there. So definitely under. And no one's selling their tickets if you're a hardcore uh, Philly fan. There's yeah. no way you would do it. This is why you have the tickets yeah. and, for and, the Super Bowl. And they are such a quick-starting team, Philly is, that if they jump on top of this 49ers team, I mean, the, the crowd's going to be, that's going to be a soccer crowd for three hours on Sunday or a college football atmosphere. Yes. This is why you cannot take away home field for the AFC yeah. and NFC title game. All right. Yeah, okay. Right. That should be obvious to everybody. Hopefully the NFL doesn't, uh, they don't get too greedy with something like that. Uh-huh. Um, all right, football fans, here we go. Conference championships coming up on Sunday. It's time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place a $10 bet or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at Bet Rivers Squares. Dot com. Paulie will run down betting action from last night and win some, lose some. And we had an all-time moment happen during a college basketball game last night. Wait until you see what happened. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL in this playoffs. New customers can bet $5 on any team and pocket 200 and free bets instantly. Download the app. Use code VSIN when you sign up. Available to play in select states. Got to be 21. DraftKings.com. For full details. It is early here on a Thursday morning, so most sports books here in this city, Las Vegas, they shut down for a little bit overnight. Circa, of course, is open 24 hours. South Point's open 24 hours. Those two books have KC now favored by one at home. The Westgate does as well. 
I'm looking at other spots across the country and globally. They're also moving to KC, a small favorite at this point. I'm curious at how high this number gets before kickoff on Sunday. And Richard Skinner is uh, kind enough to join us here early on a Thursday morning, anchor and columnist for Channel 12 in the city of Cincinnati to talk about this game. Richard, good to talk to you today. How are you? Good to talk to you, and I'm, I'm guessing Pat Mahomes practicing in full yesterday has made that number move. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly right. And, right, this number is not going to go back at all because I'm guessing, Richard, the right. closer we get to kickoff, it's only going to be more positive news coming out of Kansas City. There's not, there's, like, Andy Reid's not going to come back, come out and say, oh, boy, we had a big setback, or Mahomes is going to say, boy, my ankle feels like 20%. So this number can only go one way moving forward, right? I mean, it can only go, like, KC minus two, two and a half, maybe potentially even three. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. And, uh, you know, even when you see full participant in practice, did, did he push it much? Did he, mm-hmm. um, did, he, did he get rushed? I mean, practicing full means you literally went through all the reps, but how, how intense were those reps? So I, I think I agree with you, though, because he's obviously said he wants to play. He said he's going to play. He's now practiced in full on Wednesday. I'm assuming he's going to practice in full today and the walkthrough on Friday, and we'll see what happens in pregame over. Now, maybe – when we see him in pregame warm-up, people will then go, oh, wait a minute, he doesn't look right, and then the number goes the other way. But mm-hmm. I think it probably goes up. Yeah. So what's the game plan, you think, right away to begin this game? The Bengals have been so good going back to last year, especially, like, limited teams. If you go back and look at their scores, like, this year, like, the last 8, 10 weeks, they give up basically nothing in the first quarter. Do you think they test Mahomes immediately by bringing, bringing you know, extra heat off the pressure? Are we going to see blitzing right away from the Bengals in this game? I can't imagine you don't. I mean, you, you want to see how does he handle that, um, move him off his spot, see how he does move off the spot. And if he does move and maybe he hits you for a home run, you actually then can say, all right, all right we, we'll scrap that idea. One thing that Lou Anaruma, the defensive coordinator, is really good at is disguising all the blitzes and coverages and whatnot. And I thought Deion Dawkins of the Bills, their offensive tackle, was really honest um, after the game on Sunday. I was not in their locker room, but I was watching a, a, a show in my hotel room that night. Um, and actually use this quote for another story, where he said, we had no idea where they were coming from and when they were coming. And he said it really confused us. Mm. And he's not the first person to, to kind of suggest that or say that. So I'm with you. I think you blitz Mahomes early. You see how he moves. And if you figure out he can't move, he becomes a sitting duck at that point, in my opinion. What's the status of the Bengals O-line? And how important will, will that be? They were great against Buffalo, the running game, blowing them off the line of scrimmage, uh, protecting Burrow. How will that look on the road again against Jones, in your opinion, and how is the health of the O-line? Yeah, I don't think Alex Kapper, Jonah Williams play. They, they didn't practice yesterday. They haven't practiced since they each suffered their injuries, and now we're on Thursday. And, you know, if you're not practicing on Wednesday, you're probably not going to practice on Thursday, and then hence the week's gone again. So I think it's the same line that rolls out uh, this week that rolled out at Buffalo with Jackson Carmen, who was kind of a bust as a guard. Uh, making his second start at left tackle. And you're right, they, the running game was really, really effective. Now, the one thing I will say pass rush-wise, Buffalo's not exactly dynamic on the edge, especially since Von Miller got hurt. So mm-hmm. that wasn't a big test for this offensive line. Um, Ed Oliver certainly interior is, but the strength of the, the offensive line, honestly, is guard to guard. So, um, you know, you kind of neutralize that. I think this is a big different challenge with Frank Clark and, and Chris Jones for sure. But they ran it well against Kansas City in the regular season. Samaj so P. Ryan played for Joe Mixon because Mixon was hurt and went for over 100 yards on the ground. And I think the running game has to be a big part of what they do this week. Yeah, and here's what I liked last week, too, especially in the snow. Taylor recognized that. And he said, well, wait a second here. We're getting like five yards a clip against this Bills defense. We're just going to keep pounding Mixon. And Burrow was awesome early. He had 18 completions at halftime, but there was no need to throw the football 
he'll stick with that, I'm guessing, right? Like, if they notice they can run against the Chiefs, like, that's going to be a bigger part of the game plan than, t- than it typically would be otherwise. Yeah, um, and, and listen, this is, well, let's be clear, this is a pass-first, pass-off <laughs> offense, and when you mm-hmm. have Joe Burrow, you want to pass-first and pass-off. But you're right. Once they looked like they had control of the game on both sides of the ball, especially in the snow, there was no reason to do anything but run it. Um, plus, Buffalo played a lot of too-high-safety look, which literally says run the ball against us. It invites that. Kansas City plays a lot of that as well. So they're going to dare you to run it, and you have to run it efficiently and effectively. And if they do, I think Zach Taylor's a smart enough coach to, to keep doing that, even though, again, like I said, it is still this is Joe Burrow's offense, and they want him to, to, to do as much as he can, but, but they're not going to be stupid. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Richard Skinner, columnist and anchor for Channel 12 in the city of Cincinnati. Uh, this sounds like it's much easier than it actually is on the field. Like, you should be able to game plan for Travis Kelsey, but every team knows that, and he still goes out like last week and has 14 catches. So how, what's, what is the game plan here to kind of slow him down? And I know the D.C. was talking about this yesterday. He's like, if they do the ring around a Rosie, my first thing's going to be, find Kelsey. We've got to slow him down. But how do you actually do that? Yeah, I want to see if they pull out the ring around the Rosie for this game. I, I, we talked, actually, before I get to that, we talked to, to a couple coordinators of the Bengals about that when, when it happened over the year and said, you know, if you guys play Kansas City again and maybe take a knee time, maybe you do ring around the Rosie and take a knee just to, just to show them because it, it was the craziest play I've ever seen. But they've actually, you know, the, 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 they played Kelsey four times in the regular season, three under this staff. And, um, you know, he really hasn't gone off. He's caught you know, an average of like 3.8 balls, I think, in the three games against his staff. Now, he did have 10 for 95 in the playoff game. They have a guy that they consider their tight end stopper. Now, he's been hurt. He's expected back this week, Trey Flowers. He's a long-rangey corner who's really not a great outside corner, but just has a skill set that handles tight ends. Um, getting him back this week will be big. Last week was a rookie, Dax Hill. He didn't get a lot of snaps, I think six to eight snaps, but he had Dawson Knox on a couple of coverages, including one in the end zone and he was all over them. They just seem to have a tight end stopper. You're not stopping him, but they, they consider him a tight end stopper. But, again, if you look at Kelsey's regular season numbers, they're really pedestrian against this team. And, again, if you look back at last year in the playoffs, it was 10 catches, yes, but just 9.5 yards per pop, so he's really never gouged them. Uh, maybe it's pure luck, maybe it's coincidence, but I do think they have the answer in Trey Flowers. I'm a legacy guy. Uh, I, I what, want your thoughts on this and what it's like back there in Cincinnati. If, if Burrow can do this again and the lack of postseason success they had going back for years with that organization, if he can beat Mahomes for the fourth time and get back-to-back Super Bowls, how crazy this would be for Burrow at a young age? It, crazy. Um, you know, this was a long time Cincinnati Reds town, and it's obviously flipped on its head okay. for, for various reasons because the Reds stink and the Bengals don't. Uh, and it is just all Bengals all the time. And we were talking about this. You know, Pete Rose was iconic in this city because he's a Cincinnatian all-time hits leader, obviously went through his issues, but all those things. But Joe Burrow is, 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 I don't even know if it's arguable anymore. He's already probably the most iconic sports figure in this city, and the city had Oscar Robertson at one point. And if he goes to a Super Bowl and leads them again and would lead them to a win, um, literally he would go down as the most iconic sports figure times 70 in this city. They already love him for all the things he's done. If he does this again, um, it would be iconic. If it would put him in legendary status. And I hate to say it because I think Patrick Mahomes is just a special unicornish type talent. Mm-hmm. But if Joe Burrow beats him again for four times in a row, you start to start to talk about quarterback conversations and who's the best in the league. He doesn't have the arm talent that Pat Mahomes does. He doesn't do spectacular things like Pat Mahomes does. But at that point, do you say he's the best quarterback in the league? Mm. How important was that to get Chase too? 
And was it a, a, a big oh, deal at the time? Because Burrow, I think, was was sold them on that, too. If they don't take Chase with that pick, who knows if they're here as well? They're probably not. Oh, no question. I mean, that was huge. And, and again, listen, you, you, you lucked into this a little bit, right? I mean, you had to stink to get the number one overall yes. pick, which they did. And then you had to stink a little bit again to get the number five overall pick in Jamar Chase, which they did again. But then, wisely, when you have your star quarterback and your star wide receiver still on rookie contracts, they went out and overhauled the defense by spending a lot of money. Yeah. And it was a perfect formula for success. And, and it's, the window is still wide open, um, you know, no matter what happens in this game. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you, these two guys um, are just a dynamic duo. Chase scored the first touchdown of the game last week against the Bills. Do you think this is another Jamar Chase game? Is it T. Higgins? Is it somebody else like Tyler Boyd? If Burrow beats him up in the air, who do you think it would be? I think it's T. Higgins. And some of it is, you know, Kansas City got burned by Jamar Chase in the regular season matchup last year. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, it really was. They just they rolled all their coverage that they could towards him to slow him down because he just struck the fear of God in them, and, and rightfully so. And, and I think you'll see, again, that coverage go towards him. And when teams do that, T. Higgins on the other side is always the answer because somebody's in one-on-one -on -one coverage, and he's really, really good when he does that. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I would lean team T. Higgins if it was me. Yeah, we saw that last year in the Super Bowl with Higgins and how effective right. he was. Right. Yeah, you can follow Richard on Twitter. He is at Local12Skinny, anchor and columnist at Channel 12 in Cincinnati. Richard, pleasure talking to you. Thanks for the time. All right, have a great day, guys. Yep. Great good. job. Yeah, Higgins, the last time they played KC this year, yeah. it was week 13. He had three for 35 and one touchdown. But I think that is a good point. I mean, they know how badly they were roasted by Chase last year. They were embarrassed by Chase in the regular season. They can't. That was uh, Kansas City shut down in the second half. Uh, right. These games have been wild. So close and uh, right there every fourth quarter. Isn't it funny? Peyton Manning comes on national TV and said the biggest hoax in football is second half adjustments. Yeah, I never made one. Never made one. What do you do when you go to the halftime? You go to the bathroom, eat a couple of oranges. Okay, coach, let's go. Yeah. Yet, the Bengals get so much credit for their second half adjustments or how they adjust throughout the game later on. And a lot of that has been against this Chiefs team. Yeah. In the playoffs at home. And to Could shut him down like that, right? Yeah. And then the playoff game was just weird last year. I mean, the, the decision before halftime and to throw it oh. at, behind the line of scrimmage and then you know, not taking points and how, how that came back to bite them too. And it looks like they were going to blow them out and then Cincinnati makes the comeback. Yeah. There was a huge play on Tyreek Hill in that game, right? To stop him like at the one-yard line? That was before halftime. That was right before halftime. That was the, exactly. They threw it to him. Yeah. Never had a chance. That's right. Up next, uh, a segment we like to call here Real or Fugazi. It might not sound accurate at first, but they really need to be favored in this specific situation. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. With conference championships this weekend, it is time to check out Bet Rivers. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing their exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place a $10 bet or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at Bet Rivers Squares. Dot com. Pete Prisco joins the program now, senior NFL columnist, CBSSports.com. 
Pete, uh, pleasure talking to you as always. Thanks for the time today. What do you expect now uh, to see from Mahomes coming up on Sunday? The video yesterday looked promising, I think is the word to use. And this point spread now has flipped as the Bengals were as high as two and a half at most books, three at a couple for a few minutes before it shifted back down. And now I'm looking at the Chiefs minus one at a lot of books. Yeah, and I think you got to be cautious with that video because, uh, yeah, he looked good walking off the podium, walking straight, but that doesn't mean he's going to be able to plant his foot and make all the throws and get outside the pocket. And for me, it's not about standing in the pocket and making throws. It's about his ability to create off schedule. And he's been great at that. That's been such a big part of who he is as a player. You wonder if that will be limited because he's not going to be able to get outside and create with his legs as much. To, you know, he doesn't create to run. He creates to throw. And so you wonder if that's going to be limited because of the injury. And if it is, the Bengals are going to go after him. I mean, I think they go after him anyway. They're an aggressive team, but I think they're going to go after him if he's limited. Yep, I think you're spot on with that. Is it safe to say that it's very difficult to have a true opinion on this game until you watch him on at least the first drive or two? Well, I think you get a better idea, yeah, because, you know, look, he's probably going to, you know, take some uh, pain medication in there and uh, and limit what you can do in terms of the pain threshold, but that doesn't mean he can still be able to move around. And until you see him break contain and get outside the pocket, I don't think you'd have a real idea of what he is. That doesn't mean he can't complete passes inside the pocket. I mean, the guy's sure. a great quarterback. He can do it. But everything he's done in his career has been – uh, predicated on his ability to create and get away from pressure and make plays down the field. So it'll be interesting to see how they change. What do you do with Kelsey? Do you double him? I mean, they've had success against Kelsey in their past, although he had 10 catches last year in that game uh, in the postseason. But before that, they held him to five or less in, in every single game. So I do think that it's going to be important to uh, get him outside the pocket at some point because that's just who he is as a quarterback. Yeah, what are you expecting in the other game? I've heard a couple of people make the case for the Niners to win it outright, but mostly I'm hearing Philadelphia. And we just talked about this before you joined us. Uh, are you surprised that Nick Sirianni did not even make the final three finalists for coach of the year? He was a $4 favorite going into week 15. No, no. am I surprised? Uh, maybe that he wasn't one of the finalists. Yeah, am I surprised that he's not going to win the coach of the year? Probably not. I mean, I think if you look at it, I think Kyle Shanahan's doing the same thing with his three-quarter. He's down to his third-string quarterback. I think that's part of the reason. Uh, and then, you know, Doug Peterson did a hell of a job getting a team that had the first overall pick, you know, to the second level of the playoffs. So there's other coaches out there, but I, Sirianni certainly should have been in the mix. I like the Eagles in the game. I think the Eagles' offensive line is the real deal. And I think they're going to be able to control the clock, control the ball. And if you, I, I've always been a big believer, if you block the 49ers, you're going to beat them both running the ball but down the field as well. Uh, I don't think their secondary is as good as uh, maybe some people think it is, and I think there's a availability down there to hit some big shots. So I like the Eagles. And here's the other thing. We don't know what Purdy can do in a game on the road in the postseason. He hasn't had that yet. Yep. This, this is the unknown for him. So I think uh, it's a big proving ground for Brock Purdy as well. Yeah, and if he, if he feels that pressure from that front of the Eagles, he's also got to take on like an elite secondary as well. I think this is where it finally catches up with Purdy. I would agree with you. And I, I mean, look, you are what you are usually in this league. There are exceptions, Tom Brady being one of them. But there's a reason why he was the last you know, player picked in the draft. That doesn't mean he can't be a successful NFL quarterback. Uh, but, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, well, who is he? Is he going to be, if he's going to be a star quarterback being drafted last, then that means he's basically going to be the next Tom Brady. And I don't know if he's that. Yeah. 
Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Pete Prisco, our guest, CBS Sports. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Prisco CBS. Do you think that Purdy played in enough games to warrant winning Rookie of the Year? No, I don't. Uh, I mean, that, that vote is done, by the way, you mm-hmm. know, at the la- after the last week of the regular season. It doesn't count the postseason. So to answer your question, no, I don't think he does. Uh, he's in the conversation, but I, I don't think he warrants being rookie, the offensive rookie of the year. Now, now in his favor is there's no you know dominant player to win that award. I think it's it's an award that will be split up by a lot of different guys. Uh, Garrett Wilson's in the conversation. I think Chris Olave's in the conversation. Kenneth Walker's in the conversation, uh, and he is as well. But I don't think he played enough games to win the award. Who do you think wins it? I think Garrett Wilson will win it. You're gonna okay, mm-hmm. Jets wide receiver. All right. Uh, yeah, what about? Yeah, Pete, Pete. I think the comeback player of the year needs some fine print below because we don't like. What are you coming back from? Geno Smith really never came back from an injury. Uh, he came back from not really playing well or playing at all, and now he is one of the finalists. Uh, Barkley came back from injury. McCaffrey certainly did. I mean, right now, if you had to bet on it, which one of those three players do you think wins that comeback player of the year? I, I think it would be. Um... Me, personally, I think you'd have to think the guy who comes back from the injury. I, I don't think coming back from a bad season is exactly what the award is meant to be. I, I just don't think it would be yeah. for me, personally. I, I think it's, it's, it's an award that has to be for a guy who comes back from injury, and, and which is why Christian McCaffrey is the guy I think will, will, should and will win the award. I think he should win the award. Good answer. Coming, okay. back from a bad season, yeah. coming back from a bad season is not a comeback. comeback. It's coming back from a bad season or a season where you didn't play. Yep. That's not being comeback player of the year. Very good, Pete. Very good. Uh, what, what do you think happens with Sean Payton? Does he sit it out a year? Does he come back? What do you think happens? Well, I think, you know, the Saints squawking about the compensation isn't very good for Sean Payton. I mean, I, I think Sean thought he would get out of there for a um, you know, a, a mid-late late one, and now you hear the Saints saying we haven't necessarily set the compensation, but they mentioned, you know, two one, And so I think that's going to be a hindrance to Sean getting back in. You know, next year the price probably comes down because he's going to be it's the final year of his contract, and, and then maybe he can get out then. But I think ultimately uh, the right situation might not be there for Sean Payton. He can go back to being working for Fox and then get back in next year. Do mm-hmm. you think David Shaw gets a job? I mean, look, the NFL has, has really liked David Shaw for a long time. You know, he has ties to the NFL. He's been in the NFL. He was a good, successful coach at a school that's hard to win games in the Pac-12. And, and so I think he eventually he might, but it just becomes whether he wants to do it again. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a reason guys step away, and you wonder why he stepped away. So I, I do think the NFL is enamored with David Shaw, though. It's very early in this process. You know he's probably going to take his time. But again, if you had a bet on where Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year, or if he plays, what would you do there with your with your own money? I think he goes back to Green Bay. I think they figure it out. Look, it, that contract is a, is really prohibitive, and and then if you're going to be a team that trades two first round picks or whatever to go get him, and there's no guarantee he's going to play past next year. So I I, I don't see, think that there's going to be a great market for him unless you're going to get him on a one year rental. And how many teams can afford to do that? So I think he goes back to Green Bay. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of this, by the way, is him wanting his guys back in Green Bay, and this might be a little bit of leverage to try and get them back in Green Bay. Uh, you mentioned that you like the Eagles in the game on Sunday. Who are they playing in the Super Bowl? The Bengals. Uh, look, I, the Bengals, have, even if Mahomes is healthy, I think the Bengals, they don't fear them. 
You know, there's a lot of teams yeah. that go to Kansas City and they get caught up in the moment, but they don't fear them. And, and what they've done on defense, I mean, Lou Anarama's done a great job with that defense, uh, and they come at you in so many different ways. They confused Josh Allen and the Bills' offense last week. They came with late mm-hmm. blitzes and the corner blitzes, and I think they're going to have a success doing that against Patrick Mahomes, particularly if he can't move. You can read Pete at CBSSports.com. He is their senior NFL analyst. Follow him on Twitter. He is at PriscoCBS. Thanks for the time today. Enjoy the games on Sunday. You got it, guys. Take care. Thanks, yeah. Pete. Yeah, well I, totally, done. I totally agree with him, the comeback player of the year thing. Yeah. Yeah, that and, not... and Purdy did not play enough games. I, I, yeah. I go down that path, too. Yeah. Well said. You can't come back for having a bad year. That's, That's right. not the spirit uh, of the award. But, uh, you know, again, also, I'll keep repeating myself. Someone needs credit for what's what happened this year in Philadelphia, and they will use that as bulletin board material uh, see if it works out on hey, Sunday. So is there anything that you can take away from that yeah. to next year? I mean, Sirianni was a $4 favorite yeah. before Week 15. Doug Peterson was off the board. Sure. It's like your golf thing with comeback player of the year. The, the, I would say these long shots are never out of it. Yeah. I mean, you, this is now like a, a serious track record when it comes to other awards than the MVP in the NFL. Huge numbers were still available late on some of these players. I mean... Oh, this is where the odd makers are guessing. Go back to Defensive yeah. Player of the Year. Yeah. Who thought Marcus Smart should have won that? Then Bill Simmons starts talking about it on his podcast and some other people, and he becomes the favorite. It was 101. Yeah. Even this yeah, year, even this year, it. Micah Parsons was a $10 favorite in like right. week nine. That's right. And then That's Looney Tunes, man. You could have grabbed Bosa still late in the season, like plus 250, yep. even though he's going to run away with it. Mike Pritchard played yep. in the NFL for a long time. He was also injured before, so he's been through this process. What What is Mahomes looking at this week? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. 
Bet $10 on the conference championship games and get us square football fans. It's this weekend. Check it out, betrivers.com. You can win up to 10000 in bonus money by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers squares this season. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. All right, let's hit some player props here. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchian joins the program now. Only, what, two appearances left. Oh, don't in, say that. Yes. Uh, That's sad. Oh, God. Yeah, it is. Jeez. Just three NFL games left until September. Oh, don't even say oh. that. Come on, come on Charch. You can't. Oh, oh, oh man. God. Oh. Makes me sad. We're going to be wading through a thousand <laughs> baseball games and, you know, like college basketball, pretending we care, waiting for the football season to roll around. Yeah. Well, you have season yeah. tickets to the Twins, so I know that you get excited 81 days out of the oh. year to go watch them play in person. Um so I was trying to make the case a little earlier. I would actually search for alternate props to go under on Brock Purdy passing yards this week. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think he's up against it. I think. I mean that pass mm-hmm. rush, that secondary. It's all elite, right? Yeah. Going to be tough for him. What say you? Totally agree. The, the line right now is sitting at two twenty and a half. He's been under that line himself five of his eight games. Um, the three over games where he managed to go over two twenty five. By the way, the average ranking in pass defense by those teams was fifteenth. Eagles are arguably the NFL's best pass defense, and actually, I don't even think there's much of an argument that they're not. Get this. 13 of the last 14 quarterbacks to face the Eagles have failed to hit the line at 220 and a half. Worse, they're not even close. They're averaging 183 yards per game. That's 40 yards under the line. This line is pretty broken. And if in case you think Philly's pass defense is not as good as we're saying it is, here's some data for you. They're number one in net passing yards per game. They're number two in gross passing yards per game. They're number one in sack percentage. They're number one in yards per pass attempt. They're number one in pass rush by pro football focus. And they're fifth in pass coverage by pro football focus. This is a brutal matchup. Brock Purdy has gotten a primrose path to the (laughs) NFC Championship game. It totally ends here in Philadelphia. Okay. Well, you also like Ayuk under. So who who do. does who if who does anything for San Francisco then offensively? Who who gets yards? Who gets uh, rushing, receiving? Well, at their line, nobody. There is not a niner I would take at their line right now. Wow, nobody, not one. And I'm factoring in injuries to McCaffrey, which worries me a lot. I would consider his his receiving over were he fully healthy. Elijah Mitchell. I'm interested in Elijah Mitchell. He's hurt too. So I, there's not there's not an angle I like here. There's none. And it depends a little bit on if whether or not Avante Maddox ends up playing their slot cornerback for the Eagles. If he doesn't go, then I've got a little bit more interest on slot guys like Juwan Jennings and maybe Debo Samuel. But let's talk Brandon Ayuk for a minute. And why am I going to isolate him for his under 45 and a half? I'm nervous about Purdy, as I just mentioned. His receivers all feel like unders to me as well. The guy to target for an underplay is whoever's going to see the most of cornerback James Bradbury. He is awesome. Now, all of the Niners receivers run from all over the field, but by but Ayuk lines up on the left side the most often, and that is the James Bradbury side. That's bad for Ayuk. Let's talk Bradbury for a minute. Last week, Bradbury gave up three yards in his coverage. Three. Man. Over the past eight games, he's allowed 17 yards per game. Eight games, I mean, we're talking about like half a season here. This is a gigantic sample size. He's 17 yards per game. And Ayuk will run around and play other sides of the field. He runs runs on that side about 45% of the plays. 
But when you go to the other side of the field, he's got Darius Slay. The Slay ride is not much better. He's giving up 28 yards per game in his coverage. So there's just there's no easy coverages for Ayuk. It's all bad. So, yeah, we're going to go under the 45 and a half yards on Ayuk. Okay, I'm telling you right now, uh, people are listening, Charge. This is no joke. You're moving the Brock Purdy number. <laughs> no, I'm, we're not. I, 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 I would like it. to think just, that we have just that, moved that, it. We have that kind <laughs> of telling, I, just, right I just saw it on an app. It just happened. You just moved the number. Jeez. Well, it should be. It's absurd that it's as high as it was. Just based on the one stat that I gave you alone, 13 yeah. of the last 14 quarterbacks to face Philly have failed to hit that number. Yes. That alone should move this line. Yeah. Okay, so then what about for the Eagles? It was Gainwell on the uh-huh. ground last week. He was awesome. How do yeah. you want to approach him this week against the Niners? We're going to go for the receiving angle on Gainwell. In a nutshell, when you're looking at Philadelphia running backs, if you think the Eagles will complete one pass to a running back, just one, in the entire game, you got to take Kenneth Gainwell, Kenneth Gainwell for over seven and a half yards because Miles Sanders and Boston Scott simply don't catch passes. They don't even get targeted. Now, Gainwell has been targeted at least once in eight straight games, and he has gone over this, he's gone over seven yards in six of the last seven games. And here's the best part. For as great as the Niners' defense is, and it's obviously really good, this is the one spot where they struggle. The Niners rank 26th in receptions allowed to running backs and 16th in yards allowed to running backs. The average running back mm. receiving line against the Niners, five receptions for 34 yards. I need one-fifth of all of those numbers to hit Kenneth Gainwell over seven and a half yards. This one feels like a great opportunity. Broken line, I go get Kenneth Gainwell over seven and a half receiving yards. Okay. Uh, before we get to the props on the AFC game, what do you expect from Mahomes? Well, based on you know, the data that we saw, the, the the camera work that we yeah. saw yesterday, the ankle looked fine. And then, you, as people have probably talked to you this week, the last time he played on zero weeks off on a high ankle sprain, he threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. So I'm still expecting him to be reasonably reasonably safe here. But, you know, I think he'll st- certainly start and likely finish the game. But, you know, we're taking away a key component of his his, his game is his ability to extend plays with his legs, which is huge. So mm-hmm. I'm nervous about, you know, ultim- overall, I'm, I am nervous about him and this passing game. But do, do expect him to play through it and, and still play well. But just I don't think we're going to get the miracle plays because – most of those miracle plays that we see out of Mahomes don't happen in the pocket. They happen when he extend, extends plays. Do you expect the Bengals to win the game? Yes. You do? Yeah. We'll talk about one of the angles here in just a minute. Okay. Well, it is rushing yards for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, my gut reaction was I can't believe the number's that high. Uh, it's, Jarek, it's Jarek McKinnon. So you want to go under on him? Yeah, it's 30 and a half rushing yards, and it's absurd. This is an, uh, this is this line is way out of whack. <laughs> wow. Okay, so let's get this out of the way right now. First, McKinnon, these teams met in week 13. McKinnon ran for 51 yards. So you're like, well, well, 31 seems really easy. The catch is everything else, every other data point I can give you is all screams under. That's the only reason to think McKinnon might get over 30 and a half rushing yards. So he's been under 31 rushing yards in four straight games, the last month of games, and on the season. 16 of his 19 games were under the line, 30 and a half rushing yard. Uh, McKinnon has been in the in the games in which he's gotten over the 31 and a half rushing yards. He's had to carry the ball at least eight times, which he does not do. That's really, really rare for him. And it's only happened three times all season. And Cincinnati is a great run defense that's rounding into fantastic form of late since seeing McKinnon in week 13. 
The Bengals are giving up 3.4 yards per carry to runners. That's it. That would put them number one on the season at 3.4 yards per carry. McKinnon would need 10 carries to hit the over. He only had 10 carries twice all season. That's not going to happen. Clyde Edwards-Alaire might return. There's a lot of reason here to think that Jarek McKinnon's not going to sniff 30 and a half rushing yards. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, wrapping it up here with Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchin on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Your final player prop, and I love this. you got to look below the surface a lot, right? Forget the star players because uh, yeah. those numbers are going to be really, really tight. Who do you right. like that's kind of a, um, a non-household name this week? Kansas City's backup tight end, Noah Gray. His line is 10 and a half yards. Now, he has topped 10 and a half yards nine of the last 10 games. I mean, so there's that right there. So you're probably thinking, well, if he's topped 10 and a half yards, you know, this line is so broken, the, the Bengals must be great against tight ends. Well, no, they're not. They allowed the eighth most catches to tight ends, the seventh most yards to tight ends. Last week, Dawson Knox led the Bills in receptions and receiving yards against the Bengals out of the whole team. It was Dawson Knox who was your leader. Backup tight ends, just in recent weeks, backup tight ends who have topped 11 yards against Cincinnati. And again, these are the backups. Week 18, somebody named Charlie Kohler. The week 17 was the DeMar Hamlin game. That's out. Week 16, Jonu Smith. Week 15, Kate Otten. And before that, week 13, Noah Gray. He himself topped the, the 10 and a half yards. So he runs routes on 19, runs 19 routes per game. That's enough to get him the one catch that we need for 10 and a half yards. There's your play over 10 and a half yards. Noah Gray. Excellent job. How's The Last of Us on HBO? Uh, great. This is, uh, if you love Chernobyl, this is the same, a lot of the same people involved in Chernobyl. It's gritty. Don't get turned off by the fact that Last of Us is a video game adaptation, okay. which have been universally awful. You do not need to have played the video game. And this is, this as execution is the best video game adaptation ever. Really? Yes. Okay. Not close. And they're it's releasing not, it. Is, which is not saying a lot no. either, by the way. Oh, okay. It's only one show. It's one episode per week. Yeah. Yeah. We're only two episodes okay. in. It's on HBO. Yes. They're, they're parsing it out. You know, they're, they're dragging it along like they did Chernobyl. It's fine. Well. I like yeah. that sometimes yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, you, I agree. you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Paul Charging. Thanks, pal. Thanks, my friend. See you later. Yep. Talking a couple of weeks in for the Super Bowl as well. Excellent job. Boy, the analysis there was awesome. Yes, it the was. The breakdowns. Um, very good out of him. Back tomorrow. One final show before Championship Sunday. Yeah. Come back. We come off. back Monday. We know who's in the Super Bowl. Oh, my boy. God. Where's yeah. the time? Come? Good luck with your bets tonight. We'll see you. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.